What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In this episode, we'll talk about speaking to your mountains. Many of you feel like you're in a cycle or a season where everything just keeps piling up on you and you'll never get out from underneath the mess that you've created for yourself. But sometimes when this happens, it tends to happen all at once. And before we know it, everything is out of control. We find ourselves looking around, asking ourselves, how in the world did I get myself into this place? I know that there's times in my life that I've, you know, this has happened to me as well. And, you know, we have a habit as believers of just blaming it on the enemy and say, oh, the enemy is throwing all this at me. But sometimes, let's just get real, guys. Some things is not the devil. Some things is things that we have created for ourselves. And, you know, just over time, we've gotten ourselves into some big messes and they all just kind of come crashing down at once. So I've talked about many times how our words and our thoughts can change our outcomes. And I didn't think this was true either myself the first time that I heard it or even heard a pastor speaking on it. But once I had decided enough was enough, you know, and at the at the time, I really didn't have anything to lose just by trying it. But really, when I did, it really changed my whole perspective on now um, because I live by it. You know, sometimes God would put us in a place where we only have Him to lean on. So we have no friends or anybody around us that we can discuss things with. You know, we have no one that we can call, you know, when we're in a jam. So it's just us and Him. So we have no choice but to lean on Him. But it's in those times when He speaks to us and guides us. And that's where... You know, a lot of people get it mixed up between, you know, religion and an actual relationship. Well, God's looking for a relationship with us. He's not looking for religion. And in Matthew 17, 20, it says, He re- replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Just think of it about a minute and how powerful that is. You know, what culture has done is taught us that Jesus only has this type of power, that we don't have it, you know, but actually through him, we have the exact same power that he has. And, you know, God's still a miracle worker. I really don't believe that God stopped doing miracles in the Bible and in those days. I feel like he still does them to this day. We just have to be open to it and to be able to look for them. So um, today we're just going to talk about, I'm going to give you a couple of tips on how to um, perceive situations and, you know, how to speak to your mountains. So if I want to change how I perceive my situation, then I got to change the way I, way I speak and not only the way I speak, but also the way that I see them. So they're all accounts of the power that's in our words. Our words have the power to heal, to perform miracles, just like I said before, to move mountains, to accomplish God's will, and to set things into motion, and the power to deliver. We just have to speak by faith when we do it and believe that it's going to be done. So all throughout the Bible, we hear accounts God's sending forth his word to heal, deliver, save, and set people free. And even back in the book of Genesis, God spoke a word and formed the world into being. So as simple as it sounds, our words have power. I often say you're either speaking death or life to your own situations. So what are you speaking to? 
You know, we can curse ourselves with the word. We can curse our futures with the word. We can curse our children with the word. You know, we got to be very mindful of how we speak about our lives and how we allow others to speak into our lives as well. People don't realize how powerful their words are. But once spoken, you can never take them back. You can never, no matter how much um, you want to or how much... You just never know how much somebody's words impact somebody else's lives. You know, even in a joking manner, sometimes you can say something and it can be earth shattering to somebody else. Your words are like a two-edged sword and they can cut so deep. So I want to change my perspective about my situation. So the first thing that you need to change is how you speak to them. You know, the same goes for... Um, how we speak about ourselves and how we see ourselves. So, you know, if if we're struggling with insecurities or low self-esteem or anything like that, we've got to change the way we talk about ourselves. And, you know, women especially sometimes have a bad habit of talking about, oh, I look so fat in this or, you know, I wish I looked this way or that way. And we really don't realize that subconsciously we're taking all that in. So over time, after we hear that, every time we look in the mirror, that's what we're looking at and that's what we're seeing. So if we're going to have to retrain our perspective about our situations and stuff, we got to stop saying, you know, I'm trying. We got to stop using the word broke. Come on, somebody. We got to stop using negative words to describe our current situations. We got to stop using negative self talk and thoughts stop complaining about things we can't change you got to stop trying to be in control of everything you got to stop stressing and praying at the same time you got to try to make things happen on um on our own terms and our own time frame you know we've got to stop allowing others to influence us and you got to stop procrastinating and just waiting for things to happen and start moving so speak life to those dead situations in your life. You know, I'm referring to anything in your life that's not fruitful, whether it's your career, your love life, your spouse, your children, your finances, your friendships, whatever it may be. Stop saying you won't have something, you know, what you can't do, you know, and just stop saying what always happens to you and stop saying you don't know. So start speaking more positive about everything. Just because you speak it today don't necessarily mean that it'll happen, you know, right away or tomorrow, but over time, you'll set this thing in motion. So like I've said before, it's like, you know, planting a seed over time. If you keep watering it, you know, it's going to grow. So you just got to be patient through it and stop being so negative about everything. You know, there's really no reason for it. It's just, um, I used to be like that myself. Everything that I looked at, I was just negative. I could never see the positive in anything. And it wasn't, that was just my personality. And I think that's really just the way I was raised. We were very blunt in our household and we always looked at things from a negative perspective. And we did that just so if something happened, it's almost like we were training ourselves not to be disappointed. So if we looked at it from like, you know, the worst that could happen, 
you know, it, it, when it did happen, we wouldn't be so shocked about it. So, you know, but now that I'm grown, I can see that I was speaking death into my own situations rather than speaking life. So being negative doesn't make things any better. If anything, it makes it worse. So the perspective you have today will produce, produce the results for tomorrow. And we don't realize it, but it's so... This can even um, attach to our kids if we're not careful because, you know, it's just like anything that we do, if they're around it long enough, they'll start doing it too. And they'll start because that's all they know. So they'll start adapting and adopting our bad behaviors and that's how they may grow up looking at life and you know there's nothing wrong with looking at things for what they really are but if you want to see things differently and want a different result then you got to do something that you've never done you know i've mentioned before about vision boards and how that will help you work on your goals and things like that well the bible also speaks about write the vision and make it plain so vision boards or even a list of goals that can start setting these things into motion are very good for you. So, you know, when you put something in a plan, a plain view where you can see it every day, it makes you more aware and then it starts the process of rolling of you um, working on it. So, like, if I even put something up, um, like going out of my closet every day in a place that I can see it, it's going to be a constant reminder of, oh, yeah, I haven't done that today or you know, oh, I need to work on that. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like I've said before, spend five minutes on it. If you can't devote five minutes to yourself for something that, you know, you really want, then maybe you need to reevaluate the things you got going on in your life. I remember a time when I was so desperate for God to move in my life that I sat down and I wrote down all my prayers and found scriptures to apply to each one of them, you know, and I had gotten to a point where I knew God would answer my prayers, but the thing about it is that He doesn't have to answer general prayers. Um, He can. He's not obligated to, but He does have to uphold His promises. So, when I found Scripture and I applied to each one of them, I posted the prayers up and down my walls on both sides in this tiny little closet that I had um, underneath our stairwell. And I actually got the idea um, from the movie, The War Room. And I thought, wow, when I saw that movie, I thought, how powerful is that? So I actually started doing that myself. And I made a decision that every night before I went to bed, I would go down each side of the wall and I had it written down in like prayer form. So whatever that I was asking God for, at that time, I felt like everything was just, going crazy you know the kids were acting a fool you know me and my husband wasn't really getting along well you know finances were crappy um the the job it just seemed like it's one thing after another you know and at the time we were also looking for a house and things like that so for an example i i took all those things and whatever it was in each situation that i wanted to change i had always heard that you know when you pray be specific so like for the house i wrote down everything from the type of floor that i wanted to the countertops you know i wanted a swimming pool you know i didn't leave anything out god i want a big jetted tub so i can come home and you know relax and things like that and so i made a vow to myself okay i've taken the time and it took a couple hours to actually do that and find scripture for them but I said, okay, every night before I go to bed, I'm going to read every one of these and every morning before I go to work. And true enough, there were some days that I would come home. I was just exhausted and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me like 
15 minutes, you know, I've got to hurry up and get ready so I'm not late because this is something else I put in my routine. You know, and oftentimes we look at prayer prayers like that, like we want to rush through it and it's a checklist of things to do, you know, and we don't look at it. It's like we're giving God orders. And, you know, I had to stop myself from doing that because I would rush through it. And I would just be like, okay, God, now your word says you would do this, you know. But as I got time and I would really go down in there, it was like I was just really in his presence. And, you know, that's when my real relationship with him started growing. And I believe that was the the most spiritual that I had ever been through that time. And, you know, I had a lot of spiritual warfare going on and things like that. But anyway, that's another podcast time. I don't want to get on a tangent. But anyway, so I would start, you know, reading each one of those, you know, and I would, there would be some times that I would just be sobbing in tears. And, you know, so long story short, I no longer have any of those prayers up. So let that encourage you that God will um, not, his word will not return void to you. So everything that I prayed for has come to pass. And it, when I applied his word to it, it came so much faster and I could just see things just start um, to change and to move and to manifest so much more quickly than when I was just praying um, you know a general prayer about it so um, I kept all those still to this day I have those just because I like the reminder that no matter what situation in if I speak to my mountains they'll move and you know there were days that I was drained like I said I didn't want to pray, you know, I was at a loss about everything, and, you know, it was in those months that I really developed my relationship with God, and He started revealing things to me that I wasn't even praying for, and He started really showing who I was in Him, you know, He began to do more things to me than just the prayers that I had written and prayed about, but because I had that one-on-one relationship with Him and not just giving Him lip service, I was spending time in His presence. And it started out, you know, out of just desperation, but it turned into something that, you know, I can't step out of my closet without doing every day now. It's become an everyday um, habit or a part of my lifestyle, I guess you could say, that, you know, um, I, I don't have the prayers up on the wall anymore, but it's developed that dialogue with him that I know. And, you know, it's been several years since then, so... I've studied enough scripture and stuff that I'm not saying I can quote it verbatim, but I can, you know, at least paraphrase it and, you know, what I'm saying and get my my prayers through more. So I just want to just give you guys that little bit of encouragement that your words are so important and you can speak to your mountains and they will move. He said, if you just have the faith of a mustard seed, do you know how small a mustard seed is? But if you have the faith of the mustard seed, and that doesn't, that's not much guys, it's it's not much at all, that you can speak to it and it'll move. So, you know, sometimes I just, um, I get in a situation where, you know, even with my son going to college, we all get there, you know, we. We just basically live day to day, month to month. You know what I mean? Um, Everybody, you know, lives paycheck to paycheck. So it's not like we planned ahead of time for, you know, college and things like that. 
it was almost like, you know, we'll, we'll deal with it when the time comes. But even um, two years before he graduated, I started putting that prayer into motion. I was like, God, you already know. I don't know how we're going to pay for this college. So I thank you in advance for full scholarships. I thank you that he can go to where he wants, God. I thank you for revealing purpose to him. I thank you for, you know, that's how my prayer would go. Because at the time, he had no idea where he wanted to go, no idea what he wanted to do, you know. And so I started just praying those prayers. And I would even, even when I pray them and I say it, I would thank God in advance. I'd, I'd be like, God, I thank you in advance for this scholarship, you know. And we didn't even know where he was going to go or anything. But he did get a couple scholarships. One of them was a full ride. But it wasn't, um, it was not where he wanted to go. It was maybe um, second, third, or fourth on his list. But it was still an option. So we had, he had applied for a school where he wanted to get an internship with. And, um, you know, we, we just didn't know. So we kept that full scholarship as a backup just in case. But, you know, I just kept speaking that thing. I was like, God, I thank you in advance. I thank you that he's going to get in. And I thank you for the internship that he got. And I thank you that it's paid. And I thank you that, you know, they're going to pay for his school and all that. We got down to the wire and he got in and he got the internship and he actually will be starting um, in the next week or two. So <laughs> glory to God for that. But that's what I'm talking about. It's that simple. If you just believe it and say it, then God will make it happen. So I just want to encourage you guys that no matter what you're going through, if you can speak to that thing, it'll it'll move. So if you're not happy in your job, in your marriage or whatever it is in your finances one thing that i do know if you speak to to what you want it to be over time it will manifest into that and you know for some of you who are in rough relationships or you know you have relationships that are hard to deal with or whatever or a spouse or whatever one thing that i've learned they don't change by us nagging them and saying, pointing out their faults. What they respond to is us speaking to them like they're already what we want them to be. Now, I'm not saying go out and change them or anything, but for instance, if your husband, I don't know, if he has a bad habit of... Um, drinking or something like that and and you want him to stop you know instead of criticizing him all the time and saying i'm tired of you drinking and this and that try another approach when he don't drink as much tell him he's doing a great job you know or just speak to that thing you know and just tell him you know you're in such a better mood and we have so much more money now that you don't drink he'll look at you like you're crazy or whatever but let him look you do whatever you got to do to speak to that thing. So whatever it is, you know, that's what you do. Just speak to it. Speak as if it's already done. So this concludes this episode of Speak to Your Mountains. Remember, any topic ideas that you would like for me to discuss, always email them to tanyawilliams01 at gmail.com. And as always, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. And if you're not already following me, check me out on Facebook at Tanya Williams Life Coach. Until next time.